0: Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm here with Alvin Thompson. He is a life coach, an entrepreneur, and a world-class Hall of Fame speedwalker. We are in the presence of a legend here. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you guys, which a lot of you guys won't get a speedwalking reference, go follow this account on Instagram. He has the best speedwalking content on the internet, hands Ooh, down. I like that. Hands down. I like that. Yeah, I really, like every time you put out a speedwalking video, I'm like, yes. Let's go. Yeah. So I wanted to have you on on this podcast for two reasons. Uh, the first one, as as a life coach, and and I feel like as a life coach, you focus a lot on, on performance to help the people show up powerfully, you know? I feel that you can provide a lot to this audience, which is mostly... Uh, made out of entrepreneurs, yeah. you know? So I want to definitely dive into different things that entrepreneurs can do to show up more powerfully, right? To um, perhaps uh, let go of some of the things that no longer serve them, right. and and create space for that better self. Yeah. And the second reason is because you're doing it, bro. Yeah, you're doing it, right, you're, yeah, you're an entrepreneur, uh, you're living by example, you know, and, and you're living the fact of this truth that it's never been easier. You know, and, and that's what I'm so passionate about. So a let's start, we can start maybe with entrepreneurship. Like how did your journey into entrepreneurship start?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. So I worked in co- the corporate world from about 2011, right after I graduated from Georgetown University, to just about 2012. And I realized that the corporate environment was not for me. Hmm. And even at that point, I wasn't really sure what it was that I wanted to do, but I knew that I loved being active, I loved sports. Technical difficulties. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, so all yeah. yeah. You played it all smooth though. Yeah. Hey, man. And man, I realized that, you know, I was always an athlete. I loved being involved in sports. I always mm-hmm. loved exercise and movement and all of those good things. So I wanted to see how can I get involved in sports performance, and training. Okay. So what I started was working at a sports performance facility out in Davie, Florida, called the Chamber, that was owned by Chris Chambers, a former Dolphins player who just so happened to be one of my favorite players growing up, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I started out as an intern, right. and over the span of about three years, I went from intern to the director of sports performance. Powerful. And even within that, I was still part of a you know kind of a corporate structure because I was still working for somebody else. Of course. And what I realized was by doing that, I didn't have the opportunity to actually create the programs and the processes that I thought would be really powerful and amazing. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and also this aspect of the gym I was at and another gym combining, we were going to be essentially becoming this you know global gym right. type of deal. And this other leadership group came in and when they came in, they pretty much told me like, hey, this is the role that we envision you in. And that role was essentially like taking two steps back. Okay. And at that point, I knew that's not what I wanted to do. So it almost, you know, I feel like the universe, in my experience, always pushes me into the right direction. It always does. It always and, does. It, and it was so perfect because this gave me the opportunity to go ahead and pivot and go do my own thing. And it was from that point around twenty. 14 that I started truly working for myself and I'll tell you this is it was the scariest thing I ever did and Also the most gratifying thing that I ever did because it allowed me to be in a position To truly go after what it was that I desired and within that process from you know damn near almost seven years ago to now it's been incredible to see how many wins I've had and how many learning lessons I've had along the way that's ultimately gotten me to where I am today. Transitioned from essentially a personal trainer and a sports performance coach to now a life coach where instead of only helping somebody on their physical fitness, now I'm focused on getting people in the best shape of their life physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually.
0: Beautiful, so back when you're working at this gym, right? you're already looking and and I feel a lot of entrepreneurs are this way. You're already looking at how these things being run. It's like, mm, you know, like some things here don't really make sense. Like I would perhaps maybe do a lot of things different because a lot of the times when people are working, it's just, they just assume like, okay, this is the way things are done. I'll do it this way, you know? Um, Can you talk a little bit about, taking that leap into entrepreneurship because you're like you kind of just like went over it like real quick but i know like that's such a big decision for every entrepreneur it's taking that entrepreneurial leap of man i'm not i'm not happy here you know i feel like like there's something more out there for me a lot of the times for a lot of people like you said life is rerouting you in the right direction and i'm not sure if you experienced some resistance yeah i would love for you to share a little bit about that that entrepreneurial leap
1: yeah, that entrepreneurial leap, it was it was so interesting because I almost felt like I had no choice but to take the leap. Okay. You know what I mean? It was almost like I got to like the edge of that cliff, and it was either like, all right, I got to turn right back around and go back to what I was doing, or it's now jumping into this new version of my work called entrepreneurship. And it was interesting because I'm very thankful that the clients that I was working with at the time, they believed so heavily in the work that I was doing and the results that I was getting them that they gladly followed me from this beautiful, nice gym to literally this small, tiny ass space that was in my boy's chiropractic office. Because yeah, just at the time I didn't really have another gym to go to. It wasn't the same atmosphere as it is today where, you know, a lot of personal trainers and sports performance coaches they can just go to Another gym, and you know, pay them a rent Mm -hmm. and train their clients there. It wasn't really like that in you know 2014, 2015. So, right when I jumped into entrepreneurship, there was a lot of scrambling, it was like picking up the phones, like, damn, where am I gonna go? Where are my four walls gonna be? Mm -hmm. Where am I taking people? And man, I made it work in this tiny, like, man, 10 foot by 12 foot room where I realized that. In that moment, man, it doesn't matter about like all the equipment and all the fancy things. Mm -hmm. It's me that truly makes this thing work. And to have the experience of being in that new location, which I'm super grateful for, and also having my clients follow me and all of them still get results, it made me realize, like, wow, if I can do all of this with such little space, I'm like, whoa, like, what else is possible? And it really blew my mind. And then it was shortly thereafter where uh, a friend of mine, Anley Hanley, was opening up his own gym nice. with a whole different model of, hey, you bring in your clients here, this is your home, and you just pay the gym rent, and we can all like live happily under this one roof, all these different people. And it was cool because it started to give me the autonomy of like, all right, now I get to put my own systems in place. And I get to really think about how is it do I want to serve people? Mm -hmm. Where when I was first starting out and where I was before, again, it was just rooted on the physical side. And, like, I was really good at that. It's very tangible. People understand that. Mm -hmm. But through my own life lessons, my journeys, uh, my relationship with my mom and how she passed away, it made me realize that health is so much more than just, you know, how we eat and how much exercise we get big biceps right, and the nice big abs, biceps, and... the nice abs like fitting in our clothes looking good naked all of those things which don't get me wrong they're important and they're a piece of the puzzle but it's not the whole puzzle for sure right and that made me realize like wow I get to start working with people on the emotional side how are they managing their stress how are they expressing themselves on the mental side what are their thought processes mm-hmm. like how are their thoughts either getting them closer to where they want to go or taking them away from that place from a spiritual side it's essentially what are you connecting to that's bigger than just you mm. at the end of the day and as I started to incorporate those things because now I get to decide what the person's program looks like man people were having these complete 360 shifts and how they were experiencing their life and it had me realize like, oh my god as an entrepreneur I am in direct control in how I impact somebody yeah. or a group of people. Wow. Whereas where I was before, it was like, all right, I can only do these things that the company Ethos wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And that was like my my biggest revelation when it came to jumping into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. And I love this holistic approach to to life. Because it's not just fitness, right? And, and I feel that when you're able to work with someone on the spiritual side, the emotional side, the physical side, you're able to create this synergy and create those results where they actually get what they are looking for. Right. But they, a lot of times they don't know what they're looking for. In marketing, um, there is this, this line that says, you know, sell them what they want, but give them what they need. Right. You know, because a lot of the times people, they just want the six pack abs, they just want the big biceps or the big booty. Because they think that that's what's gonna give them the edge that they're looking for, the freedom, the peace, the joy, right? And 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 I think it also happens with accolades in life, right? Where we're looking for that nice car or we're looking for that relationship or that partner to complete us. Wow. But that's not where you'll find the thing that you're actually looking for. And it's why I love holistic life coaches like you. And why I think that all these gyms that just offer a fitness coach is meant there's this huge opportunity for these gyms to tune in into people like you right. and that can actually give people what they're looking for and yeah, get the apps too. Like it's, it's cool it's you know course. it's like it's your birthright yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what that reminds me of what you just said it's literally this cycle that most people have of essentially have, do mm-hmm. be right. versus be do have right where it's like once i have the six pack or I, I have the the plump booty right then i'm gonna go out in the world and i'm gonna start dating mm-hmm. and all of these things and then i'll be happy yeah. right whereas it's really the opposite of that that i'm trying to teach people where it all starts in the being Right. Wow. Like, how are you carrying yourself? How are you showing up in life? It, like, yeah, you can wait until you lose 30 pounds to be confident or you can decide right now that I'm going to be confident and use that confidence to, you know, maybe leave that nine to five and go into entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right. And then I'll start to have the financial freedom, the independence, the powerful why, whatever it is. So it's all about starting with the being of it, as opposed to the having. Because at the end of the day, the, the materialistic wants or having those things, yeah, that might bring you the ways of being, but why wait all the way till it's then? It's a long route. It's such a long route. And right. it's like, no, you can tap into that right now, mm. and then from that place of being, create whatever it is that you want to create in your own world.
0: Okay, I love this, I love this. So for me, entrepreneurship is a game of identity a lot of the times, you know? and. And, and not just entrepreneurship, because I feel like entrepreneurship is—it's like a fractal of life, right? Uh, but for me, entrepreneurship, every level requires a new level of being, a new level of identity. It requires me to step into that a lot of the times before I feel that I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So, as a life coach, as someone that helps people through this process, a, what can you? Give as actionable stuff that people can utilize as maybe tools or frameworks or ways of thinking for them to step into that new identity. Whether it's to to be an entrepreneur if they're taking an entrepreneur leap, or um to maybe they're going to the gym, right, trying to to get abs and and biceps and and the physique of their dreams so they start to feel confident. How can they start to tap into that identity? now? Yeah. What can they do so they don't have to go that long route right, that right. often doesn't even lead there, just like exactly. to disappointment.
1: 100%. Man, that's such a great question. And the first thing that comes up to me is clarity, right? Mm-hmm. There's this quote, I forget who I heard this from originally, but it's this idea that if you don't have a destination, yeah. any road will take you there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important for any person to get extremely clear on what is it that they truly desire? Why do they desire that thing? And like get really, really, really deep with it. Like how will your life be different? How are you gonna be showing up? Who will you be attracting? What impact will you now be making? And once you're very, very clear on that, now it's starting to build the awareness of okay, what am I currently doing that's working and that's getting me closer to that? And also, and maybe even more importantly, what's getting in the way and what's Mm. taking me away from that thing? Because with awareness comes choice. And if a person's not aware of their ineffective habits, how they're self sabotaging, or they're just not aware of what it is they truly desire, then they're not gonna have the awareness to choose something different Mm. than maybe what they're currently doing that's stopping them, or not even have the awareness that, like, hey, there are a handful of things you're currently doing. Do those things more so that you can get to where you want to go so it it starts with the clarity it gets super super clear and make sure when you are searching for the clarity that it's truly coming from you right it's not what you think society wants from you it's not what you think your parents want from you it's not what your your girlfriend your boyfriend wife whoever wants for you it's what you truly want for you And starting with the I and getting so clear on that and building that up really strong so that you can now, from that space, support the we level. Mm. Your friends, your family, those closest to you. And then from there, the all level, right? Humanity in general or your community where you live, whatever it is. But it starts with the clarity of why it's important for you first.
0: Levels of consciousness. I love where this is taking us. Okay, so... So what's the best way that someone can develop this self-awareness? Is it kind of sitting down with a journal or is it kind of taking time and going to the mountains by yourself? Is there like a a preferred methodology that you recommend if somebody's looking to, cool, I want to develop this self-awareness. I want to see what's serving me, what's not serving me. How do I tune in within so I can kind of move from that space of, a space of clarity?
1: Yeah, great question. I think number one, it gets to be a – a quiet place where you're not going to be interrupted. Okay. Now whether that's in the Tibetan mountains or whether it's in a quiet place in your apartment, find somewhere that you can truly sit down, focus and create that clarity. And in order to create the clarity, I'm huge into values, right? I'm very big into Paul Check, right? Mm-hmm. And Paul Check has the four doctor model, and one of these doctors that he talks about is Dr. Happiness, right? And that's the inner physician that tells us what is most important for us, what Mm -hmm. makes us happy on a personal level, on a professional level, and on a relational level. So I'm a big fan with clients or just with anybody asking themselves questions around, when do I feel my best? What are the things that I like to do that give me a lot of energy? Who are the type of people that I love to be around? Also in terms of needs, like how much money do I require to live the life that I desire? Right. And by, and also, you know, do I want a partner? Do I want to, you know, be alone? What are the type of friends? Like all these types of questions that create a foundation around values. Because mm-hmm. to me, the values are a person's North Star. It's the thing that they can look at in any specific situation and use as a filter of, okay. If I say yes, it's either going to get me closer to that thing or if I say yes, it's going to take me further away from that thing. So by understanding that aspect of it, it's easy to say yes, no, and create boundaries in all different aspects of your life.
0: Beautiful. I, I love this actionable content that people can go and implement. I got to ask. Mm-hmm. So we have Dr. Happiness. We don't have to dive into the other doctors, but what are they?
1: Yeah. So we've got Dr. Happiness, yeah. Dr. Quiet, Dr. Diet, and Dr. Movement.
0: Wow, I love Dr. Quiet because it's something that I'm so passionate about. I feel that we live in such a connected world and it's so loud, and it's so loud that we can't hear ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're so connected that we can't connect with ourselves because right. we don't take the time to think, to be, to get this clarity. Um, can you talk a little bit on Dr. Quiet?
1: Yeah, man, Doctor Doctor Quiet is huge, right? Yeah. Doctor Quiet is the physician that is all about helping you recharge your battery. I think one of the biggest misconceptions that we have about ourselves, or at least that I make up, is that you know we think we're machines yeah. and we try to just go 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 okay. go and like never stop. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get these you know little sayings like you know I'll sleep when I'm dead or uh, you know grind time, like, grind doesn't stop, all of these things. Yeah. And, like, I get it. Like, it's very, like, ego-driven. Like, it sounds good. It's real tough. All yeah, yeah, things. But, like, right. it, it's not sustainable. For sure. Right? So I'm so passionate about Dr. Quiet, and my whole philosophy is work hard, rest hard. So okay. however hard you're working, you need to make sure you're getting enough rest yeah. so that you can recover to actually go do that work again. Because if not, you know, you might start up here. But then you're going to be going down and down and down and down and down and your level of proficiency, efficiency and effectiveness all go down. And as an entrepreneur, that's like our kryptonite. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, there's so many, there's so much noise out there. Mm -hmm. And if we're constantly checking in with the noise and not checking in with ourselves, it's so easy to not hear Dr. Quiet talking to us and being like, hey, Abraham sleep in today like get your 8 hours yeah. like hey abraham like go meditate for for 10 minutes i know you just went hard back to back to back to back with clients and you got another one coming up in 30 like you know like go take 20 to like recharge your battery so that you can be just as effective and powerful for that fourth client as you were for those last 3 and it's something that i learned being in the personal training sports performance space where, man, like, my goal at first was, like, yo, let me pack my schedule. Like, let me, I need the, I want the 5 a.m. client, I want the 6.15, the 7.30, give me, like, the 9 o'clock mom, alright, I'll take a little break until, like, 10.30, and then, like, 11 o'clock, just all the way through the day, and by the time I got home, boy, I would be wrecked. And instead of just being, like, alright, like, I'm gonna go get my eight hours of sleep and eat a good meal and all that, it's, like, nah, like, I want to be on like the the apps. I want to be swiping. I want to find mm-hmm. girls to hang out with. I want to go like stay up and like do things that I think are effective in terms of like, you know, pl- planning for the next day or like planning the move for the next week, month, whatever it is. But all that happened was I got burnt out mm-hmm. and just super tired because I wasn't doing it in a sustainable way. And when I started to flip that and understand like, okay, the harder I work, The more i need to rest and the better i rest the more effective i am and actually serve my clients better and i end up getting more clients Mm -hmm. right and i end up getting to do more work which again goes right back into more rest and it's just the same cycle that goes over and over
0: for sure it's turning to this abundance mentality of i can rest and i can still like like have the success that i want i love work hard Rest hard. Yeah. I'm going to steal that one for you, too. Bro, take it. I stole War- it from someone else, yeah. so it's all good. So work hard, rest hard. And we were kind of wrapping on this a little bit before we started the podcast on the fact that as entrepreneurs, we have a lot more on our back yeah. than the average person. And if you don't realize it as an entrepreneur, because you have so much more on your back, like there's so much resistance that you're carrying every single day. Everything's new. Every conversation's new. You have to think about a lot. You have to put out fires. You Uh, need that rest. Now, sharing with you, for me, a big thing uh, coming back from my journey has been giving myself the time that my body needs to sleep. And I've always been a very masculine, heavy energy, kind of like go, 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 wake up early, uh, like 5 a.m. club, Mm -hmm. you know? And and that was something that was dear to my heart. But what I found (laughs) is that by allowing myself to get the sleep that I need and not waking up with an alarm I still wake up relatively early sometimes 30 minutes after I would have woken up with an alarm Mm -hmm. and now I create buffers in my schedules to allow for that but how I'm showing up in conversations with clients how I'm showing up at work my level of focus is so much higher you know and like you said because of that I'm able to to just have more success Mm -hmm. you know and I think it's kind of it, it, it's shifting from, from a mindset. Also, I don't know why we're programmed to think that success is hard and requires suffering. Right. Right. Like that's yeah. a thing in our society. And don't get me wrong, building a company, it's hard. It it's hard, but it's it does You don't have to suffer through it. Right. And and you can find that balance. And I feel as. It, the dialogue around entrepreneurship and what it takes to be an entrepreneur evolves we're gonna have this message that you just share of work hard but yeah rest hard become more prevalent because you hear the outliers like elon (laughs) or or bill gates who would fall on his keyboard while he was programming wake up five hours later and continue programming you know and, and that's just not realistic for most people, nor is it needed. Right. Yeah. So, let's go back a little bit to your journey in entrepreneurship. You you jumped out. Clients come with you. You're seeing that by taking them through your process, they're getting way better results than if they were just out doing the fitness program at the gym, kind of prescribed to them. So, what's the next step in that entrepreneurial? journey for you and and what's life like as an entrepreneur as opposed to to being an employer enjoying it more uh, are there hardships that come with being an entrepreneur uh, like what's the, what's the true story behind that journey for you
1: yeah no for sure man great great questions and what i've realized is there were a lot more challenges in entrepreneurship because there was no one directly telling me what to do mm. right and don't get me wrong i was never a fan of people telling me what to do however it made it very simple in execution because mm-hmm. literally like okay go do this thing all right I'll go do it right whereas what i found myself doing early on as an entrepreneur that was super ineffective mm-hmm. was living in the land of tomorrow mm. where it's like i tell myself like all right albie like you need to do a b and c Today. And then, like, I'll do A, I'll do B, and then C will come around. I just be like, man, I could just do C tomorrow. Mm. Right. And that tomorrow, literally, I've had examples of that turning into like literally a year later. Yeah. Right. One of them being for me, uh, my website. Like, not to say that having a website is super important, yeah. but it was one of those things where I just kept putting it off, kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then eventually, it just took like, Just someone just being like, calling me out on it, like a close friend who I appreciate their feedback. Mm It's like, bro, you've been talking about this for a while. Like, go get that shit done. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Uh And then I got it done. But again, that was someone else kind of telling me that. Mm. And then through my own work, it started being, becoming like, okay, what is like the most important goal? What is it that I really get to focus on? That if I do this thing, it's going to move the majority of rest of my work forward. Mm -hmm. And by really embodying that, it's allowed me to be a lot more organized. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I overcame. Something that I wasn't realizing the importance of was scaling, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where our work together Mm -hmm. became so important because a lot of my success, it almost seemed like it just popped out of thin air. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I was doing a great job. I was serving people, and those people refer other people to me, and then they come work with me. But then there's so many times where, you know, I would have these spells of, like, all right, here's a great month, a great two months, Mm -hmm. and then it's, like, a slow month. And I I have no idea of, like, damn, like, why was this month slow? And I wouldn't know because I wasn't tracking. Mm -hmm. I wasn't being organized, Mm -hmm. you know. How many call to actions? How Mm -hmm. many... Um, you know discovery calls am I having all these things and once I started doing that with you, mm-hmm. I started to realize like oh I can tell directly by when I do these lead measures for the lag measures for sure like oh like I get a lot more consistent Results, yeah, so now I'm realizing the importance of organization within My own business Mm. and whereas before I could be unorganized and still have quote unquote success but now I'm realizing that in order to get to where I want to go and live the type of life that I desire to live organization knowing how to automatize things how to scale certain things that's gonna allow me to have that effectiveness and that efficiency and I'm really starting to receive the fruits of that labor Mm -hmm. these last four or five months which has been amazing
0: Beautiful, uh, so it's interesting. I want to take this in in, in, a, in a interesting direction. So, I often feel that when we first get into entrepreneurship, and and uh, call it God, call it the universe, it'll it at first you'll get some success, and it's life like showing you like you can do this, you know. Uh, it it's a life kind of if you take that leap, it's life catching you. You know and then saying like like for you to me it sounds like that those were those first couple of clients that followed you, right. right? To, to your new gym, and then, life I believe always wants us to grow and it wants us to become better, right. and, and and more expansive you know and, and I think that's where life starts showing you yes, this can work, but you as an entrepreneur have to grow too. You know, right. and and you yourself have to level up, and this is where I, I feel we start to see these kind of dry spells mm-hmm. that get us to okay, like maybe there is something that I'm missing here, right, and maybe there is isn't an area of uh, that I need to grow into, right. which is uh, which is really cool when you start seeing those patterns, so. A while back I went to this conference in Vegas and, and Ed Mallette was speaking and he was talking about your business and, and how your business will never outgrow you, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and that goes to show the power of, and I know you've done this many times, whether it was with me, whether it was with Paul um, or other certifications where like you've, you've been humble enough to, to understand like, cool. Like there's something I don't know here, right, right that I need to, to go and seek out elsewhere. And man, there's so much power on that. I want to shift a little bit to something that I heard you share at one point, And that is, a, it can be applied to entrepreneurship, but is, and what makes a yes powerful? Mm. Do you know what I'm referring to? No, go a little deeper go Okay a little deeper. so okay. you you share this on, on a different podcast and it was a that it, it is saying no mm-hmm. that makes a yes powerful right. and as I was I was I was doing some some research for this podcast that hit me like a ton of bricks so I was like whoa yeah. like that is what makes a yes powerful right. you know and and yes to a certain situation yes to a life partner yes to a business venture can you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah i I mean that's such a great a great point you bring up and it's this idea that your yes doesn't become powerful until you learn how to say no and there's so many instances i can think about in my own life especially my early entrepreneurship career Where I was saying yes to so many things that truly weren't for me because two things. I was coming from a place of scarcity. Like, man, where's this next client going to come from so that I can pay my bills and live my life and do all the things. Or
0: working in the gym.
1: Or working in the gym, right? And then the second one was a lack of self-confidence. Where it's like, man, I got to say yes to these things. Because it's like, I don't know if something bigger is gonna mm-hmm. come, or I don't know if something better is gonna come for me. And, bro, Abraham, literally, the day I started saying no, yeah. and, and like really saying no, like being super confident in no's, was when I was getting potential clients who literally only wanted to do personal training. Mm. And I know, like, within the depths of my soul, how important it is to work on not just your physical fitness, like I said earlier, your emotional fitness, your mental fitness, your spiritual fitness, in order to truly live an empowered, fulfilling life. Yeah. However, I was trying to like fulfill my bank account, right. and it's like, yo, like I need to say yes to like any client who's gonna come in and just want to pump iron in the gym or just run around or do whatever. And bro because I was constantly exchanging my time for money, every time I would say yes to these clients who are my ideal client, Mm -hmm. it was actually taking away the space and the time to allow in the actual clients that wanted to take that 360 approach that I truly wanted to offer, right? And man, it was probably the end of 2019 when I started really saying no to people who just wanted to do mm-hmm. personal training and yeah there was a time where business was a little slow because i wasn't you know people didn't really know the universe will test you right right the, for sure is
0: your no for real
1: right right like oh okay i saw you saw this no like all right, all right let me flood you with a bunch of opportunities here. right and even within those opportunities were like places to go be the director of like sports performance at other gyms or directors of you know personal training and stuff at other facilities Mm -hmm. and like you said universe coming up with big tests yeah and bro once we got to like man early 2020 and then especially when all the the pandemic stuff Mm -hmm. came and people were can't go to the gym no more Mm -hmm. bro so many people started coming out of the woodworks who i had no idea that were following me Mm -hmm. and my messages that were on Instagram, or we're seeing me talk in certain spaces, and they're like, "Yo, like Alvi, like, tell me about that package you're offering, because yeah. I'm struggling with my mental health, Beautiful. or like I'm feeling really empty and unfulfilled with how my current life is yeah. going, or like I just really want some help on getting like clear direction, on um, what's really important for me, and because I had said no to so many other people, man, I had these you know handful of open spaces." where I could bring in these yeah. other people. And man, I love being able to serve other people and like, it really fills me up mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so happy for myself that I get to serve people in this way because it, it fills me up, like it yeah. feels so amazing. And you know a lot of my own personal journey is rooted in understanding the importance of this synergistic performance, mm-hmm. right? This synergistic health, this holistic aspect of health. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is, if I can do it, you can too. And that's where you can too comes from, that name. And I just look at all the things that I've been able to do in my life or all these mentors and different people I look up to and what they've been able to do. And I'm like, yo, yeah, like, we're all human beings. And if myself or this other person can do it, you can too. And I've been offering that opportunity for other people. And the ones who have been taking advantage of it have been seeing unbelievable shifts in their life and I think it's available to them because they're starting to see the impact that a true holistic life or health program can do for them.
0: I love that. It takes discipline to say no and it takes trust in, in your right. vision. Um, Alvi I think this is a good point to, to wrap up this podcast. Okay. You've delivered so much value to the audience. Mm-hmm. Thank you man. Um, where can people connect with you?
1: Yeah, so you can connect with me on Instagram at Mr. You Can Two. That's the number two. You can catch the inspiration, the lifestyle, the speed walking videos. Tune in. Definitely check out the speed walking videos. And yeah, man, that's the best place that you can find me.
0: What would you say to someone that's on this journey of entrepreneurship, whether they're taking. There are at the stage where they have to take that leap or they're feeling called to or maybe they've already took that leap and they're experiencing that dry spell where they can't find clients Um, yeah what would you say to someone that's on this journey?
1: Yeah if you're on the journey and you're feeling stuck one check in are you putting in the work required in order to get you to where you want to go and then two from there like get help like you don't have to do it by yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions in entrepreneurship is this, this idea of being like a self-made man or woman. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like no one does it all by themselves. It's impossible. So if you are struggling, like get yourself a mentor, get yourself a coach, like invest in a program, find somebody who's doing what you're desiring to do. That's at a higher level than you and like seek them out and see how you can learn from them the books the podcast all the things and at the end of the day it comes down to execution put in the work
0: that's such a powerful lesson and 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 you're speaking to me and and where i'm at this year A, a huge lesson that that's been coming up again and again is that that it's okay to need help and it's okay to ask for help you know when you need it um and i think as entrepreneurs a lot of times we feel that we need to hold it together and and I don't know why sometimes we feel that, that it's a, not okay to not be okay or to not know what you're doing, mm. you know. but having that, uh, that humbleness to go out and say, look, like, I need help, whether, whether it's on entrepreneurship or in life, like wherever you need help, so if you ask for that help and you're humble enough to, to accept where you're at, uh, you'll get that. You'll, you'll get what you need. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in.
1: I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Abraham. And one more thing. You can also find me on my podcast, How You Can Too, and Abraham's going to be on there real soon. Yes. So I'm excited for Guys,
0: that. You Can Too. Let's get it. Thank you, man. Yeah, Bella, thank That's you. a good podcast. Yeah.